I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for downloading the John Kintura Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Live from America's finest city, it's the John Cantera Show. <laughs> now, here's the coach, John Cantera, on 97.3 The Fan. Well, uh, believe it or not, we're already in hour number three today. Uh, thanks so much for uh, joining the program. The John Cantera Show is presented by the San Diego International Auto Show, going on now through Sunday at the convention center again uh, Gwen and Chris going to be down there Tony's back today uh, they'll be down there from 3 to 7 a lot of fun a lot of great memories down there I've had uh, an opportunity to interview uh, a lot of great people down at that auto show over the years I remember uh, uh, he's passed away now but uh, Arlie Ermey I remember uh, he was on the program one time we've had some great ones over the years uh, from the auto show and I know Gwen and Chris will have a good time down there today Scraby's going to be down there and they'll uh, take your phone calls. Want to get some phone calls this hour? Our phone number, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. And again, at 257, we'll have this hour's Grand Slam giveaway, and we'll give you a key word. Now, you text it, and you have an opportunity, an opportunity, it doesn't guarantee, but an opportunity to get a piece of $180,000. We're going to get to a little coaching news here momentarily, but I want to get out to the phones. We kick off hour number three. Pee Wee and Imperial Beach are on with Coach John Cantera on 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? I'm doing good, Coach. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, my friend. What's on your mind? What you got for me today? So you're excited for FanFest in a couple weeks? Yeah, I'll be uh, very excited for FanFest. Hey, every day that goes off the calendar now, we're just getting a little bit closer to, to spring training. I'm just hoping the Padres can still uh, make a deal and uh, uh, get a veteran pitcher in this rotation. I just don't think they have enough on the mound right now. Awesome. So you're going to be down there, right, so I can come up to you and get an autograph, right? Uh, well, I'll, I'll probably be down there. I don't know what my schedule is down there. I don't know if I'm broadcasting right. from down there, but I'm more than likely I'll, I'll be making an appearance. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, if you saw me I... right now, maybe Braden could take a picture of me and tweet it out. I've got my Padre Brown on right now as I'm uh, sitting here doing this talk show. Awesome. Well, hey. I uh... just had one other. Oh, go ahead. I just had one other. I had one other question. Okay. Okay, you said you're in the giving mood, right? Right. you have anything you can give me? Uh, no, but a hard time, I guess, more than anything else. No, I, I don't have anything else. I was just nice today, and, uh, you know, I wanted to give uh, give away tickets the first day back on the air. But, Pee Wee, I'm sure during the course of 2020, we'll be taking care of you from time to time. Okay. All right, my friend. Uh, you have a great day, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, we'll see you down at FanFest, maybe. Yeah, I look forward to it. I love FanFest. I used to love going to FanFest because you get an opportunity to interview the players. You know, that's the great thing, Braden, about going to FanFest and going to uh, spring training. You get these players where, you know, they're not in game mode. Yeah, in spring training, they're looking to get their work in, and they may be on their way over to a spring training game. But 
It's just a, a lot better, uh, especially if you don't know the guys. It's a great way to you know get introduced. They see your face. Uh, guys like me are hard to miss when I walk through a clubhouse. Yeah, guys like you are hard to miss. Any high school game we do, getting from the entrance of the high school stadium <laughs> to the booth, I think you stop at least 35 times. <laughs> I need to go to. I haven't been to spring training in so long. I want to go. Yeah, we gotta we gotta uh, talk to Adam Klug. I mean, yeah. they gotta get us a sponsorship. There's gotta be somebody in our listening audience that would love to uh, sponsor uh, the John Cantera show. Uh, you and I go out there for a week, Monday through Friday. We'll fly in on Sunday night. We'll have a nice dinner, and then we'll broadcast uh, five days. And in between being on the air, we'll be running around getting interviews. And yeah. not only not only are you in spring training for Padres, but you get an opportunity to see the Angels and the Dodgers and. Right. You know, cover some of these other ball clubs as well. We had some interviews for the Padres pregame show. Come on. Absolutely. We gotta get ready for the we gotta get ready for the Padres pregame. We gotta get ready for the Padres uh, season. So well we, we got some Padre out. talk coming up here in about uh, seven minutes after we come back with the next break. We got uh, uh, John just to kind of tease a little bit, John Heyman, who is a friend of the program and we've had him on a number of times over the years. Uh he's really good at what he does. But he really uh, rankled some Padre fans this morning. Yeah, so did uh, Joel Sherman with their tweets today. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll get to that, and uh, you know, but I want to hear from Padre fans. Are the Padre fans are, are they still on the holiday, or do they want to talk Padre baseball? I mean, you better start making some deals if you're the Padre. I mean, are they really going to go to spring training with Austin Hedges and Francisco Mejia as their two catchers? And go there with the pitching staff that they have, and, yeah. uh, and every and every the pitching hole. staff is not bad, no, it's not. but it needs to get better. It, it needs to get better. Well, they 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 teased playoff contention. They teased heads will roll. They teased all that fun stuff. So you're not going to get it done with the current. Are staff we going to hold have. their feet to the fire? Oh uh, well, we'll find out. Maybe if we go to spring training. Okay, let, let's get into this uh, coaching uh, news because is Jerry Jones still meeting with Jason Garrett for a third straight day today? What do we know on that one? Yeah, he met with the. They're meeting with Garrett today. What what I, is I going on there? I don't know. What are they doing? Is he maybe going to become the general manager now and not be the head coach? I mean, what is going on? I mean, I mean, you bring a guy in, you you've, you had to have already made a decision, don't you? Are you going to let him talk you out of it? I, I feel like to me he's already like cleaned out his office and he's already said his goodbyes and he did the thing on the on the field at AT and T Stadium with his family and friends, kind of like a last hurrah thing. Everybody knows that he's going to get let go and he's still there. And what are you going to do? Wait for his contract to expire on uh, January fourteenth? That seems to be the date they're out there a lot. Um, but that all it does is hamper you for trying to go get a new head coach. Do they not have a plan? Do they not have a head coach in mind to replace him? Are they just going to replace the entire staff and leave Jason Garrett in charge? What are they doing? What are the Cowboys doing? Well, maybe we need to get someone on tomorrow to try to explain what they're I'm doing because I have him. no idea what the hell they're we'll doing. Call up our guy R.J. Ochoa. R.J. Ochoa would be he's great. Got to say about the Cowboys. Well, I mean, this is the third straight day, and they even met. Uh, you know, uh, not on uh, yesterday. They they took a day off. Okay, they came back today, and we heard at the beginning of the week when we did the show on Monday, we were told that their assistant coaches that did not have a contract were told you better go look for a job. Right. Well, that tells me there's going to be a complete house cleaning. If they bring him back, and they very well may at this point in time, if you were going to waive him, okay, if you're if you're going to his contracts up and you're going to get rid of him, why are you having three different meetings with him? You keep bringing the guy in for more. I mean, like what, what, what are these meetings? What could you possibly be talking to 
a guy that you're going to fire in three consecutive meetings in one week. What are you talking about? You're not going to ask, is it, what is this, a long exit interview? You're going to see, like, uh, you know what, we felt like you probably could have done this more. What, what can we work on? I don't think that's happening. I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys, but they seem to be acting more like the Browns each and every day. Well, we're going to get to the Browns in a minute, but you take a look at the Cowboys now. they got some big decisions to make. They've got to give a ton of money to their quarterback, Dak Prescott, and they've got to give a, a ton of money if they want to keep him. I'm not sure they want to keep Amari Cooper right now. Uh, that that would be another good question for R.J. Ochoa. I mean, they need to get back to running the football. They became way too pass-happy this year. And I know Prescott had a great year with yardage and all that, but you also got a guy in the backfield that's led the NFL two different years in rushing, and you didn't utilize him the best way you possibly could have this year. And when the Cowboys run the ball, they play better football. No it's question just, about it. And their quarterback's better, too. Exactly. So you got to help out Dak that way. Well, I thought what was interesting with uh, Amari Cooper is he has very similar stats to Gallup. So Gallup is, Michael Gallup's is he's putting a up really the same amount of numbers as Amari Cooper. Why are you going to spend that much money on Amari Cooper? We got Michael Gallup. Well, you know what? Gallup may be putting up those numbers because of the coverage that Cooper's uh, taken off of him. Who's what are they? Are they double teaming Amari Cooper every time? Uh, they do quite a bit. Do they? Yeah. You can't double team everybody. No, you can't double team everybody. And, and it's it's very rare that teams actually double team in the National Football. So league. you're not trying to give uh, Amari Cooper a lot of credit, okay? I. No, I'm not because he's not he, the, the double you know, teaming Gallup, thing. The Gallup. double teaming thing is such a. I, I think that narrative is a joke because I don't honestly think the NFL. You know what is they bracketed guys. They bracketed. Oh, is that him. what they do? Yeah, they bracketed. You had a tight end. You can't double team anybody because then you have a gap exposed. So how are you going to do that? Well, they uh, and they play with Jason Witten a lot. So if Jason Witten's well, on the field, they also have another young tight end too. If Jason Witten's on the field, they can't double team Amari Cooper. That they, means they leave a gap susceptible well, to be why, open on a run on a run defense. They can move an outside linebacker no, around can't, on him. No, because then you got to have guys playing two gap looks, and you can't do that in the National Football League. It's too difficult. Well, you know what? Come on, coach, you should know this. They bracket him. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah, you're just uh, giving you're you're giving Amari Cooper too much credit. He's a game changer. He's not. You want to know why? Why? Because receivers are a dime a dozen. They are. Unless you got they a guy say that about running. Unless backs, you too. got a guy like Calvin Johnson. You can really get – look at Aaron Rodgers' receiving core this year. Geronimo Allison, or you can't – I mean, every guy he throws to is well, like a new name. they still got Devontae Adams. They got Devontae Adams who's having a better year than he did in, in uh, the year before. By the way, uh, I want to remind everyone, all the games uh, – uh, the two games on Saturday, the two games on Sunday are going to be right here on 97.3. The fan uh, Saturday, the, the wild card game, uh, 135. We've got Buffalo going against Houston. Uh, Saturday night at 515 from uh, – uh, Gillette Stadium, we got Tennessee, New England. How about that? That's going to be good. Yeah, I want to see uh, if Tennessee, uh, with uh, the NFL's leading rusher, Derrick Henry, can go in there and do some damage. And then Sunday, uh, we got a 10.05 kickoff in the NFC Wild Card, Minnesota going into New Orleans. And uh, Sunday at 1.40, you got Seattle and Philadelphia. Uh, back to my uh, receivers are a dime a dozen, by the way. Okay. Tom, but, Tom, who's Tom Brady throwing, to, throwing the ball to? Julian that, Edelman. That's fine, but he's not. If they lose Julian Edelman, they'll be fine. They're using the guys like Mohamed Sanu, who couldn't do anything for Atlanta for the last handful of years, and now he's tearing He wasn't it up in the, the right system. Oh, is that what it is? Right. He yeah, wasn't in the right exactly. system. Exactly. You could throw anybody in with Tom Brady, he's going to make him look good. Quarterbacks are way more valuable. Linemen are more valuable. Look at Eric, I'm going to put it this way. You're the San Francisco 49ers. How did you build your team? Did you build it around receiving core? Well, John Lynch built the way I would have built it. You uh, built around the offensive, offensive defensive, defensive line. line. Absolutely. How, did, how did the Browns build their team? Through the receiving core. What are the Browns doing right now? 
Uh, they fired their head coach, and they got a new general manager on they, their They way. couldn't block air right now, that offensive line in Cleveland. Yeah, and they have the best receiving core in, in the National Football League, arguably. You know what? I would love Doesn't to be mean the anything. general manager of the Browns. I think I could put together a winning football program there. I really do. You think you could win eight games with the Browns? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think I could win probably nine. I think I could go nine and seven uh, next year with a couple of tweaks to that uh, offensive line. What do you think? Uh, They've got the skill guys think, to be really who you, good. Who do you think Alabama can beat uh, the Jaguars too? Are you want to? Uh, no, <laughs> no. There, there's no college team that can beat a pro team. I don't care what anybody says. I agree with that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, that you're making it sound like being a general manager is really easy. Do you it's have not any experience easy. being a general manager? Yeah, I do. I know. <laughs> yeah, I got three championship rings from the San Diego Soccer's. You should you should call the call Haslam right now. And be like, hey, people call me the coach. Your reporters call me coach. You need to hire me to be your general manager. You want to know why? Because I won three titles with the San Diego Soccers. And you know what? Haslam might hire you. I'll be honest. Hey, with you. you know what? It's the only opportunity I've had to be a general manager and a record of one hundred eight and twenty two. We did okay. I would be okay with you leaving this to go do that job if I get a job in the front office with the Browns. Right. You bring it with you? Yeah, you'd be the director of player personnel. You'd Sounds be good. working hand-in-hand uh, hand with me like we work uh, right here at 97.3 The Fan. Singing Kumbaya and drafting linemen hey, and I'll not receivers. What. See, I, I would feel much more comfortable being a general manager of a baseball team because I you don't have to deal with salary caps and that. I'd need to have a good capologist, though. Uh, if I was an NFL guy. And I would probably have to pick John Lynch's brain because John didn't know anything about the capologist stuff and all that. But he's got good people. You surround yourself with good people, and you go for it. He gets good pe- Yeah, that's the other thing, too. you got to get guys that uh, buy in your system and guys that fit your team. That's I'm, I'm going to tell you a story Fits here. Fit your culture. And Johnny, he fell in this. Uh, why... Here's why I became the general manager of the soccer. So a lot of people have asked me, over, why Why'd you do that? Because it was a year removed from having a heart attack, and I was still doing a five-night-a-week uh, talk show and doing Padre stuff, and uh, I was asked to come up uh, to the office of the soccers, and I had all these ideas to try to help them get fans in. And that's the area. If you haven't been to a soccer's game, go, because they need some people to show up. I've noticed the attendance hadn't been real good so far this year, but normally after Christmas it gets a lot better. Uh, but they asked me to come up, and I had all these ideas, and they, they stopped the meeting. They Halfway, about five minutes in the meeting, they offered me the job as GM, and I started laughing. I go, well, I'm not going to quit my other job. They go, well, we don't think you have to. And I, I told Phil Salvaggio, who's one of the owners and head coach, I go, you know, Phil, if I take this job, one of these days I may have to fire you. Because we got to win. Well, we were very fortunate. We won five division titles, got to the playoffs all six years, won three league championships, had a winning streak of 47 games in a row. It was a great opportunity, and I thank the Soccers for giving me that opportunity. I never thought that I would be a GM of any type of professional sports team, but I was, and I had fun with it. I would like to do it again, uh, in, uh, maybe uh, in baseball or football. I don't think I'll ever be given that opportunity because I don't go out and look for that opportunity. It's a lot of work. And uh, the the thing that uh, that I hated most about being the GM, Braden, you know, I'd, I'd go down there and get ready for the game, and I'd put my nice suit on and try to play the part of the GM. But, man, inside, being a coach, you have absolutely no control on game night. And I know that's the way Johnny feels as well. He's always on the sideline. He's always stopping the Well, he's the on the sideline late. He's normally up in a booth uh, sitting there by himself. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, 
We got to talk about the Browns, but we got to get into the Padres. A lot of people really upset with some of the national media today talking about our hometown ball club. We'll tell you about that, and we'll get to your phone calls as well. Coach John Cantera going to 3 o'clock. Thanks for joining us right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Two twenty-four. The time. I want to remind everyone: our uh, all our guests on the John Cantero Show come via the Fan Hotline, sponsored by the San Diego County Credit Union. San Diego County Credit Union has low mortgage loan rates. Apply today. Equal housing opportunity. For details, give them a call at eight seven seven SDCCU for you, or visit SDCCU. Com. I want to get into Padre talk, uh, but I, a couple of football notes. I, I want to get to the, the Cleveland Browns, uh, Braden, and get an update, and then we're going to get to call. we got a very busy last uh, 35 minutes on the program. Another sad note. They always say they die in threes. Yesterday it was David Stern, the commissioner of the NBA, for 30 years. It was Don Larson, the great uh, star out of Point Loma High School, through the perfect game for the uh, Yankees, 1956, against the Brooklyn Dodgers. And then Sam Weish. Longtime NFL coach, a broadcaster, a quarterback in the NFL with the Bengals. Sam Weish passed away today at the age of 74. And, and we were talking about John Lynch a little while ago. I said if I was ever a GM, I'd have to uh, pick Johnny's brain on how to deal with the cap. That was uh, John's uh, first uh, pro coach when he got drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, boy, yeah, that's a sad one today. Sam Weish always enjoyed his work uh, uh, as a broadcaster. He had that, that uh, problem with his voice, and he had a surgery and it cut his vocal cord, and he was never able to really broadcast after that, which was very sad. Okay, Braden, give us an update on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, uh, it's amazing. Bad organizations continue to do dumb things. Yeah, so the Browns today, during Jimmy Haslam's uh, presser, he says they will first hire a head coach and then have the head coach be involved in the hiring of a general manager. Of course, they mutually parted ways with their um, former uh, general manager. I'm blanking on their name. John Dorsey. John Dorsey, who built that phenomenal team that they have right now. They actually got a pretty good roster. I was looking at the moves he made and some of the moves he uh, uh, did uh, trading guys. He made better moves than he did bad moves. Coach, all that matters, I think somebody told me this. It was right of you. Um, all that matters at the end of the, end of the That's day. That's right. What, what the number says in the left column, what the number says in the right column, and they didn't get it done. Yeah, I Yet 100% again. agree with you. Because they traded their best offensive lineman for more receivers. All right, let's tuck in a quick uh, call here. Uh, Bill in La Jolla, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? Bill, are you there? Hey, Bill, go right ahead. Well, we'll work on uh, Bill there uh, momentarily, try to get Bill back up there. Let me know uh, if you got him there, Braden. Uh, I think he's there, isn't he? Hey, Bill, welcome to 97.3. How are you? Well... I guess we'll have to put Bill on hold. Let's try a Brian in Normal Heights. Uh, Brian wants to talk a little Padre baseball. Brian, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are you? Doing great, Coach. How are you doing, my friend? I'm Happy doing New well. Year. Happy New Year. Thank you very much, man. Uh, you know, I wanted to start off with the Padres. I, you know, honestly, Coach, I really don't understand exactly what they're doing this offseason. Um, I still think they have a lot of room for improvement to make. There's still a lot of moves to be made. First, I'll start with the positives. Um, Drew Pomerantz, I thought that was a really good signing. The Padres already had a pretty solid bullpen to begin with, adding him at the back end. I think he's only going to improve things. So I really like that signing. 
Um, Jerkers and Profar, I know, at one point in the Texas Rangers organization, and it's no surprise Preller got this guy because he was with Texas, you know. Right. But he was one of the top prospects in the game. The guy's got legitimate pop. He doesn't strike out a ton. He gets on base. He may or may not, Jerry's still out, be a better option than Urias down the road in the future. Right. It's yet to be determined. But other than that, Coach, you know, the catching situation, just to be perfectly blunt, is downright deplorable at this point. I mean, you got Austin Hedges. He's a great defender, calls a good game, works well with the staff. But he can't. if you can't break 180, I'm sorry. You know, you're just, you've got to go in a different direction. Mejia, the jury's still out on him. Left field, pretty much the same with Will Myers. The only difference now is you got somebody to platoon with him. And uh, Trent Grisham, who, again, former first-round pick, may or may not pan out. You have to be determined. But then you look at the starting rotation, Coach, and at this point it looks very patchwork at best. you got Chris Paddock, who's got tremendous stuff, tremendous upside, but he really hasn't even pitched a full season. I think they shut him down, what, a month and a half or two months to go? No, he, he, he got, uh, you know, he, he was there up until about three weeks to go or two weeks in the season. You know, I have no problem with the way Paddock was used. Now uh, you're going to be able to pretty much, uh, you know, take the handcuffs off of him. I agree. But, I mean, if you, outside of him, you got a couple guys in Garrett Richards and Nelson Lament, who both admittedly have really good stuff possibly top end of the rotation stuff, but both guys are definitely injury prone. Both guys, I believe, are coming off Tommy John surgery. I don't think Richards has pitched a full season since I believe. No, you know what, Brian? Let me sum up the pitching staff. There are a lot of ifs. If uh, Chris Paddock can uh, come up with that third pitch, if uh, Garrett Richards can uh, stay healthy, if Denelson Lamette can find his command, uh, Zach Davies is probably the most proven guy because he's done it now for a number of years at the big league level. And then I think Joey Lucas, who I thought... And we talked with Randy about this on Monday. For me, I like Luke Casey. I thought he made some strides last year. He didn't make the strides that I would have hoped, but I did see some improvement, and hopefully he'll take that next step this year. But they still need more. They need another veteran somewhere along the line uh, in that starting rotation. I know they're counting on Quantrill, and they're looking to Gore and Patino. Gore and Patino are not ready right now, okay? And exactly. don't force exactly. feed them. Let them let them log their innings in the minor leagues, and then bring them up when they're ready. No, I 100 percent agree with you, coach. You can't just rush these guys. You can't fast track them because they've tried that numerous times and it really pans out. And you know, I, I don't really blame them for not going on the free agent market and signing a Garrett Cole or a Stevens. That's pretty. That's pretty far fetched to think they're going to outspend the Yankees or. Uh, even the Nationals surprisingly came up with the money. But I was kind of disappointed they didn't go after a Bumgarner or a Dallas Keuchel. Um, I know that David Price's name has been kicked around, which I really wouldn't mind if they're somehow able to unload Will Myers. Well, that would really be, uh, Brian, that would be the way they'd have to do it. You know, I'm not, as much as I like Bumgarner and the toughness and, and being the tough, hard-nosed veteran that would bring something, I think, to this organization, I don't want to give Bumgarner $85 million. I, I really don't. And I don't want to give Ryu $80 million. And Dallas Keuchel, they could have signed him last year. He wasn't great for uh, – uh, Atlanta last year, so I'm okay with him going somewhere else. The guys that I would have liked to see him get were a Porcello for $10 million, uh, a Michael Walker for uh, $3 million. Those guys were available, and they didn't go after him, I don't think. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. But, Brian, always great to hear from you, buddy. Have a great day. You too, Coach. I appreciate it. Uh, good Padre talk. When we come back, uh, we're going to get to those tweets uh, by a couple of the national uh, guys. Uh, our phone number, 833-288-0973. Coach John Katera Show, right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. 
2.37 the time going to the top of the hour will be uh, Gwen and Chris will be broadcasting live from the San Diego International Auto Show at the Convention Center. And I want to remind everyone the John Cantero Show is presented by the San Diego International Auto Show going on now through Sunday right there at the San Diego Convention Center. Again, we got our big Grand Slam giveaway coming up at 2.57, an opportunity uh, for you uh, to get a chance to win your share of over $180,000 in the Fans National Cash Contest. That got underway again today, and the boys will have that as well. So uh, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We're going to uh, uh, throw out that key word coming up at 2.57. We're also going to get to a very special uh, Hang of Star play of the day today, but I uh, want to get back to phone calls as well. Our phone number, 833-288-0973. Uh, Braden, you and I talked about this prior to the program uh, you know, uh, this is not a lot of stuff not going on today. We had a great day yesterday with college football, and I watched the Laker game last night. They had another nice win over the Phoenix Suns. They'll be back in action tomorrow night against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, by the way, I just want to mention that USD, we were talking about UCLA earlier. USD opens up conference play tonight at Gerston Pavilion up in Los Angeles against Loyola Marymount. I want to wish uh, Coach Scholl the, the very, very best. In fact, a week from today, the number one team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, are going to be here in town, and uh, we're going to head out to Jenny Craig Pavilion for that one. But I want to get to this this Padre story, and it's nice that the Padre fans are are uh, staying alive on Twitter and uh, following uh, these gentlemen. Uh, but a big topic today, and Padre fans really uh, uh, being uh, criticized for the Machado deal. I don't know why the Padre fans are being uh, uh, criticized for it. Uh, but the White Sox, uh, and this was uh, talking about the White Sox uh, doing a lot this offseason. And remember, they went after Manny Machado, Braden. They went after Manny Machado last year and didn't get him. He ended up here in San Diego. Now, here's our buddy John Heyman. This was a tweet that he put out this morning. No one is outworking the White Sox this year. They're very fortunate Manny Machado didn't take their offer last winter. This is a much better use of their money. And then Joel Sherman, who's a colleague of uh, John Heyman, uh, he tweeted out, White Sox and Padres will be fascinating with so much young talent blossoming. So far, SD has not done well with the money spent around that young core. Will be interesting what Grandal, Keuchel, Encarnacion, Gio Gonzalez, retaining Abreu, bring in stability and production uh, for the Chicago White Sox. So uh, I guess a question uh, they're trying to basically ask here, who makes it to the World Series first, the Chicago White Sox or the San Diego Padres? And I'll be honest with you, I think the White Sox got a hell of a ball club. They got a guy in Jose Abreu who led the, the American League in RBIs last year. I mean, that guy's a big slugger right in the middle of that lineup. You bring in Yasmani Grandal, you bring in Keiko, you bring in Gio Gonzalez. Uh, they got Yoan Moncada, who uh, a lot of people think could make uh, a run for the MVP in the American League going against Trout this year. I like. I think it's funny. Because when the Padres were not big spenders and they were cheap, everybody was dogging the Padres. They never spend money. They don't get the big, big time contract. Now they're saying they're spending it, but not spending it wisely. And now they're saying now they're now they're uh, aggressively saying, "Oh, they, they, they're, they're, the Padres are getting dogged for spending money." I, I, I don't really under I don't really understand it. Because if the Padres made all the moves that the White Sox made, nobody would be sitting there selling their praises. Well, you know, the White Sox got a really good manager. Uh, Rick Renneria, I think, is a tremendous baseball man. He uh, had a bad uh, break there uh, with the Chicago Cubs, and he's uh, he got the job right away in, with the White Sox. 
and he uh, now is, uh, I think, uh, uh, trying to put together a young ball club, and now they're getting him some help. In fact, some early uh, uh, reports, uh, they have uh, Rick Renneria being the American League Manager of the Year for 2020. How about that? Wow. Yeah, how about that? He's a great baseball man. You know, he, he managed in the Padres system for a long time and was the bench coach here for Buddy Black until he, he got that job with the Cubbies. He was, and uh, for the for me, it's you know the comparison between the Padres and the uh, the White Sox. I don't even know why these guys brought up the Padres after all the moves the White Sox made. At least of all, they mentioned the Padres. They didn't used to mention the right. Padres at all. Yeah, but now they're trying to like stick it to the Padres that uh, the Padres signed Machado and the White Sox are lucky that they didn't get Machado so they can spend all this money so they could be good. I think it's kind of um, over the top. Okay, let opinion. me ask you who who does make the World Series first. The Padres or the White Sox? You got an opinion? I think who makes the World Series first? Yeah. If I had to look at right now, the, the teams that are better, I think they're a better team right now, constructively. They went out and got a bunch of uh, starting rotate. They got a lot of guys in their starting rotation, too. They got a pitching staff that can handle it. Uh, are they good enough to get past the Twins? We'll see. Are they good enough to get past the Yankees? No, I don't think they are. So, in that sort of sense, I mean, they could be as good as they want, but eventually they're going to have to get past the Yankees. I don't think they have the well, ball to do that. you got to get by the Houston Astros. you got to get by right. the Oakland A's. A lot of people think the Oakland A's could win the American League West this year. And the thing is with the National League is you got to get through who? The Dodgers, right? And you got to maybe get through the Braves. But the uh, the Dodgers have not gotten better this offseason. Would you say they've gotten better this offseason? I don't think they've gotten worse. I mean, Rich Hill only pitched in 13 games last year. He was 4-1 and one with a 2-3-5 uh, ERA. He's not going to be able to pitch until the middle of the year. He signs that one-year $3 million deal a couple of days ago with uh, – uh, the the twins and they got Homer Bailey. Uh, thank you, but no thank you. The the guys the Padres haven't signed. I don't blame them for not signing. I agree. I mean, as much as I'd love Bumgarner, and I I said that to Brian on the phone call. I'd love to have Bumgarner here. I don't want to pay him eighty five million dollars. That's the thing. Yeah, and, that'd, and, that'd and we've be heard dumb money. We've heard different um, you know numbers out there for some of these guys that maybe the Padres have offered, and you're sitting there going. Well, yeah, if they give him that number, I'd be on board. But if they give him the number that he just signed for, no, of course not. And I don't want, I don't want to. And and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Padres. I I know they're confident in their young guys, and they're putting a lot of confidence in their young guys. But I think that can be said about potentially shaking off a four year deal for Bum. Like let's just let's just use Bumgarner as an example. Four year contract for Madison Bumgarner, if I'm not mistaken. Are you willing to pay that instead of paying some of your own guys that you have in house? And do you want to rope up all that money into a guy that you're going to get the best? You're going to get the best out of him this year, and then it's going to get progressively kind of worse down the stretch. I totally agree. I mean, we've probably I'd seen rather have Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino. Yeah, but when are we going to see them? It may not be uh, until uh, after the halfway point. By that time, the Padres could be 12 games out. Yeah, but that's money. Uh, you could be having those guys replace Madison Bumgarner in two years, but you still have to pay for his contract, and now you got to worry about trying to get rid of his contract, and you have all this money you know, set with one of those guys that you signed to a three- or four-year deal like some of these teams have done, and then all of a sudden, when you need that money to go get somebody else to help you out later on, you're not going to have any money because you wasted it on a guy like Madison Bumgarner. Hey, like I said, I had no problem with them not signing any of those guys. I wouldn't have paid that kind of money. Right. And I thought right from the get-go that the Padres, the best way for them to strengthen their rotation was going to be through the trade market. They bring in Zach Davies. He's not going to wow you. He throws 88 to 90 miles an hour. The guy knows how to pitch. He's going to have some good days. He's going to have some bad days. He'll probably slide in as their uh, fourth uh, starter. 
He's a veteran. He knows how to pitch. Uh, and you got a lot of young guys still trying to figure it out. I mean, I don't know. As good an arm as the Nelson Lamette has, I don't know if the guy can throw strikes. I mean, he'll be cruising along for three or four innings. All of a sudden, he goes awry. In, in, in a day and age now, you go awry, you put a couple of guys up, and you serve one up. All of a sudden, you've given up three runs. You've taken yourself and the ball club out of the ball game. We'll see what happens before spring training starts or even in spring training. We've seen Preller make some deals during spring training as well. Uh, but for me, I think the uh, the, the, the main strategy for this offseason for the Padres in terms of their starting rotation is just getting guys that can protect your bullpen and keep your bullpen I think the bullpen is going to be really the good. The bullpen is a strength, and right now they're doing the moves that they need to make to make the bullpen their strength, and they need to win with their bullpen. I think that's what they're going to go with. They're going to go guy. They're going to go throw out Zach Davies in, 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 in to start a game. They're going to have Joey Lucchese start games. They're going to have Denelson Lamette, Chris Paddock, uh, Garrett Richards, and the goal is to try to keep it under three runs and try to have your bullpen win the ball games. I think. I don't think they invested or they built the starting rotation to have guys go seven, eight innings plus and try to win games for you. I think they're trying to win with the bullpen, and I think they're going to try to do it with not having to worry about innings limitations, and they're going to try to do it by protecting their bullpen, by just having their starters keep their bullpen fresh. Well, that means uh, guys have to go more than four or five innings like we saw They're going to have to go year. at least five or six. Uh, oh, wow. Really pushing the envelope five innings. Wow. Hey, nowadays, that's what it does. Yeah, they I mean, get that's a pat on the do. back, and when they go to arbitration, they get a big raise. Man. For going five innings? Unbelievable. Uh, by the way, uh, l- let's take a look. We, we talk about the Padres and about being in the playoffs. First of all, are they going to be able to win the division against the Dodgers? No. Okay. Okay, let's start Let's start in the National League East here. Tell me who the Padres are better than, okay? Are they better than the Atlanta Braves? No. Are they better than the Washington Nationals? No. Are they better than the New York Mets? Take a look at that rotation. Take a look at that rotation. They got Pete Alonso hit over 50 bombs last year. I think they're pretty comparable to the Mets. Well, the Mets ended up 86 and 76, and they fired their manager, and they've upgraded their uh, staff. The Mets usually under- underperform. Okay, the Philadelphia Phillies. They were 81 and 81. Well, it depends how healthy they are. But, okay. yeah, I'd say the Phillies are probably better. Okay, and then the Miami Marlins, who They're, the Padres, Padres had problems. Well, they are better, but they didn't play real well against the Marlins yeah, last but the, year. But, the, but, but to the, they to won your, 57 to your, games. To your argument there, the Padres play well against teams that are, they shouldn't play well against. Okay, so uh, you got four teams right there that you think are, are better than the Padres, okay? I, I think three, and I think one of them's a push. And that's Philadelphia. That's the Mets. Okay. Oh, the Mets. Okay. I think I think the Phillies are the third best team in that division. Okay. Uh, in the Central, they're not better than the Cardinals. They're not no. better than the Brewers. Are they better than the Cubbies? As of right now? Yeah. Probably not. Okay. Are they better than the Cincinnati Reds? Now, think about the rotation that Cincinnati has. Think about the bandbox they play in. Yeah. It's but, not going to matter. But they got some players. They do have some players, they, but I'm, I'm done with the uh, buying everybody during the offseason, winning the offseason. They I gotta got a see good play. rotation, though. I got to see them play. They got Sonny Gray. They got Luis Castillo. All right, let's say the Reds are better. So, so far, you think the Padres are going to finish in the bottom third well, I'm not done yet. Of, of Major League Baseball? I, I'm not done yet. Right. I'm just telling you right now right. on January 2nd where we're at All right. and why there needs to be more moves made. A couple of key moves could change this whole dynamic in, in a real hurry, especially in the West. Okay, you're not going to catch the Dodgers. I don't care what you do. Babe Ruth could come out of his grave and hit cleanup, and the Padres aren't going to beat the Dodgers this year. Okay? Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm not writing them off. They're not better than than Diamondbacks. Are they better than the Giants? Yes. I think they are. I I agree with you. Well, the Rockies, uh, Rockies, I don't know what they're doing. 
I have no idea what the Rockies are doing right now. And the fact that they don't know what they're doing, I think, is a uh, is a problem for them. I mean, I think the Padres, if they have a good year, they can finish in second place in the division. But that doesn't mean they did that once last decade. Well, I know, but Colorado, uh, they finished twenty games under five hundred. Padres finished a game back. Padres, remember, we're hoping, we're hoping that we have Fernando Tatis for at least 145 games this year. And they're hoping their pitching staff can make it to the year. The like Rockies. they did two years ago. Well, the Rockies staff last year was a disaster. Disaster. I mean, they I, only had one good year out of their starting rotation, so I think the Padres and the Rockies. But as of right now, on all the teams you said, you think you think the Padres are better than four teams. That's correct. In the National League. Well, would you argue that? I think some of them are pushes, and we'll see. But, yeah, you're pretty much close there. So the Padres have no chance I mean, of making the playoffs. I'm not taking a shot at the Padres by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just trying as to it say stands that right they, now, need more, they need more. As, you're, as it stands right now, based on everything you just said, the Padres have zero shit chance at making the playoffs. Pretty much. Yeah, they got no shot. But don't you think most people feel that way? I don't think I'm in the minority. No, am you're I? not in the minority. I'm just saying what you're saying. I mean, what what's the... What's Vegas got them at? 84 and a half? They got them at 84 wins. Yeah. If they had 84 wins or 85 wins, that'd be a hell of a year. That'd yeah. be a great uh, uh, measuring stick uh, going into 2021. 84 uh, wins prevent heads from rolling? I would certainly think so. Really? Absolutely. I mean, you got to be realistic. Then, you know, here, here's the deal. I think the owners. How did the made, Braves no, turn? Wait a second. Wait a second. I think the owners think this team is a lot closer than baseball people think it is. How about that? I think the front office, I think A.J. knows that this team probably isn't going to buy for a, if everything, the stars aligned, everything went perfect, yeah, maybe they could compete for a wild card. But I think the ownership feels this team is a lot closer than regular baseball people think. I I haven't, well, I guess the Padres haven't really given anybody in regular baseball people uh, a reason to think they're ever going to be good ever. Because well, people, people in baseball have never said the Padres ever were going to be good in any year. Well, they did in 98. Did they do it in 2010? Yeah, they thought they were going to be Did they do it in 2010? No, they, that, 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 uh, almost, uh, that's hard to believe what they did in 2010. Who knows? Maybe I mean, a lot of people like can't that. even believe they did that. Who knows? Maybe I mean, they were in that. it the last day of the year. Matt Latos couldn't quite get it done against the Giants up at AT&T. Do you even know who Matt Latos was going into that season? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I followed him in the minor league. <laughs> I'm just saying Alatos and I actually got along pretty well. He didn't get along with the media real well here, but uh, you know, Matt was a little bit uh, different, uh, uh, different guy. But I always had a pretty good relationship with him. So uh, let's get to uh, let's get to uh, our hang a star play of the day. It's a very special one today. What play separated the winners from the losers? It's time for the hang a star play of the day. You can hang a star on that, baby. A ninety-seven-three, the fan. Well, uh, on the uh, passing of Don Larson yesterday, the great uh, right-hander out of Point Loma High School throwing that no-hitter in 1956 in the World Series against the Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, 
today. That was our Hang a Star play of the day, and I mentioned at the top of the show, and we tweeted it out, had a nice picture taken back in September of 2014 with Don Larson after I got done with a broadcast down at the Hall of Champions, and he and his wife were uh, touring that day and had the opportunity to visit with him for a few minutes. Uh, that was uh, that was really cool, and uh, had a nice picture with him, and uh, just uh, uh, friends and family out in our listening audience, my sincere condolences. Uh, Don passed away at the age of uh, 90. I've been uh, mentioning all day long that uh, the boys uh, are down at the uh, 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 convention center for the uh, big uh, San Diego International Auto Show. I'm uh, joined by Gwen and Chris. Gentlemen, uh, Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year, Coach. Happy New Year, Coach. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Chris, I'm a little disappointed that the girls' basketball team couldn't get it done up in Fresno uh, yesterday. Well, I, you, you're not the only one. And uh, tough ride back today. We just kind of, they did a lot of film last night, this morning, and the kids really paid the price for that one. The coaches uh, worked them very hard, and uh, we just got back to town a little while ago. So, but hey, that men's team keeps rolling along like they are. That's great news for San Diego State. Yeah, I got to get uh, your guys' opinion on this. I don't know if you guys read the article uh, about the game, but uh, apparently the Mountain West Conference has got this deal with Nike. Uh, to where they've got this basketball, and I believe, uh, and Tony and Chris, you guys have been around basketball a long time. You know the, uh, you know the the seams. Some some are narrow seams, some are uh, bigger seams, especially if you're using an NBA ball. But apparently, this ball is a lot different from the ball they normally use, and there's a sensor in it. And both teams came out yesterday, and they were just flat out awful. Malachi Flynn said it was a, a ridiculous, basically. And the Mountain West Conference, again, you know, the game's on Facebook yesterday, the, the 13th-ranked team in the country. The game's on Facebook, and then they're using a basketball that the kids aren't used to using. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw this, what, about five, six years ago when the NBA tried to uh, implement their new, new basketball. It didn't and, last very long. It didn't last very long, and I think the moral of the story is don't try to change the ball. It, it, it's as simple as that, and the fact that both teams had complaints about it. Uh, they both shot, didn't shoot the ball that well. I bet you Utah State had more complaints than the Aztecs because they got crushed last night at UNLV. Yeah, by exactly. 17. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where, again, this is another example uh, of why San Diego State is possibly looking to move out of this conference when they get a shot. Now, that's probably not likely because it's tough to find a home, but this is just goes into that pile of reasons why – uh, the Aztecs might be better off in a different conference. This is all a technological thing, right? They're, they're yeah. putting a sensor in the ball yeah. so that uh, coaches analytically can tell where the ball is and where it's going throughout the game. To me, they don't need all that information. They can see it for themselves <laughs> exactly. watching from the bench. And uh, I just think it's overkill. I mean, technology is great, but sometimes it's too much, and I think that's the story here. Hey, uh, gentlemen, real quick, i got about a minute. Uh, what do you guys got coming up today? Uh, we're obviously here at the Auto Show here in downtown San Diego. We'll have uh, uh, Rich and Newendike, the Auto Show chairman, talk a little bit about uh, the vehicles they have here. Uh, Bethel Duran is beyond talk a little bit about the Lakers and, and, and some L.A. sports there. We'll have our countdown, and this is my first show back, Coach, so uh, I'm sure we'll get into what happened over the holidays and, and New Year. K.J. Oh. Fagan's going to be on also. Oh, that's right, K.J. Oh, Fagan recently is uh, – uh, agreed to come on the show. So we've got a jam-packed show today. Oh, that's great. Well, you guys have a great show. I'll be listening. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach.
There you go, uh, Gwen and Chris down at the San Diego International Auto Show as I get out of here. This hour's Grand Slam giveaway. Keyword is news. Text N-E-W-S to 72881 for your chance to win your share of over $180,000 in the Fans National Cash Contest. Message and data rate supply. Good luck from 97.3 The Fan. For Braden Soprenant, Jordan Spurgeon, good luck at Arizona State, my friend. I'll see you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in to 97.3 The Fan. Bye-bye. Thanks for downloading the John Contreras Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.